What's up, y'all? It's Justice On Demand. Welcome back to your favorite Black Affirming, Queer Affirming podcast, where you get to hang out with these bald-headed men. I'm just playing. <laughs> where you get to listen to shit like this. And they was reading each other, bitch, and they all had drama because one of them was a big hoe. Like... <laughs> <laughs> you a stupid-ass bitch. <laughs> okay, well, bitch, elaborate on your life. <laughs> <laughs> new year new sound hit us what's up y'all it's your boy prince pleiades and you are now rocking with black tea the podcast <laughs> turn the wings around what up this is red williams and you're listening to black tea the podcast What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of Black Tea, the podcast, your favorite black affirming, queer affirming podcast. It is your host, Justice on Demand, and I'm back for another episode. Man, cousins, what it do? All right, so y'all know, typically I'll start the episode off with the check-in. Well, this episode is a solo dolo, so I'm just going to talk to you guys. All right? It's kind of hard to do a check-in uh, with just yourself, but I'm just going to talk to y'all. Um... Oh, by the way, if you hear uh, any snoring, farting, sniffling, or anything um, in the background, that is my bag. You know, uh, that's my dog. I have a new puppy. Uh, her name is Kennedy, and she's a Frenchie. And Frenchies are cute as fuck, but they do. They just, they're fucking gross. Like, they fart. It's just, it's disgusting. But whatever. I love it. Um, so, y'all, I want to let y'all know um, I have been fighting a battle. I've been fighting a battle um, for quite some time. I do suffer from an illness that about um, 60% of men suffer from and about 35% of black men uh, suffer from. And it's been really difficult um, living like this. And it's been really difficult living like this. And um, I didn't know if I was gonna share this on the show at all but i think because this is like my therapeutic space i feel like uh, i feel like i gotta let it out man um i'm not okay i'm not okay i know i walk around acting like you know i'm very confident i walk around with this this air about myself and deep down I am crumbling I'm crumbling because I can't reach the top shelf of my cabinet when I go on dates my feet dangle off the chair it's hard to be masculine with your feet hanging off the chair 
I have to stand on my tippy toes at the grocery store. And, and sometimes, sometimes stuff fall on my head at Walmart. <sighs> no, uh, I'm not all right. I'm fucking great. Besides the fact that uh, that shit all has happened to me this week, though, y'all. Like, being short, being short is a flex. It's a flex for real, for real. And especially my short gay man. Y'all know what's up. It's a flex, right? But, yo, like, this week in particular, I feel like, or it's been like this week and last week, I feel like all of my shortness has been really getting in my fucking way. And at this point, I'm just going to put on my motherfucking chunky converse to walk around the crib like at this point because i didn't knock shit all over <laughs> in my kitchen trying to reach the top shelf i didn't got shit dropped on my head at walmart stuff that i never saw coming a taller person would have just put their fucking hand up and like dodge the whole situation not get hit with a pack of diapers um and then too me and bay like we went out and we were sitting talking and i like sat all the way back in the seat and y'all, my feet were dangling. I'm a 30-year-old man. I don't want dangle feet. I don't want dangle feet. Damn. But nah, um, everything is everything. Um, and I'm grateful to just be alive. And I, I, I hope that um I hope that you are too. And I hope that you use this opportunity today to make your life better and to make somebody else's life better. And I mean that shit. Um yeah, so that's it for the check-in. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Shuffling my newspapers. All right, let's get into politics as usual. All right, y'all. So this segment is for all of my friends who don't listen to the news. You might miss out on a couple of things. You might not have caught my tweet. Okay. So, um, student loans, guys. An overwhelming amount of Americans suffer the burden of uh, significant student loan debt. Typically, people don't get to pay it off. And then if they do pay it off, it's paid off in and through retirement. I'm going to say that again. Typically, individuals don't get to pay it all off. And then when it is paid off, it is typically paid off in and through retirement. And, this, in these United States, we typically don't get to retire until we're 66 plus. Okay? So just let that marinate. So to combat this woe, um, the Biden administration, which they could have went a lot further, but they didn't. The Biden administration um, put forth the student loan forgiveness uh, plan, the Biden payoff plan. And so he would forgive a significant amount of student loan debt to individuals who made less than uh, a certain amount of money. I want to say it's like households at less than 200 or households at less than 150K. I'll have to provide the resources later. Um, and so in addition to that, individuals who um, qualified would get... Um, I think like an additional 20,000 or something, something. I know I got multiple emails like, yo, money. And so as a first generation college student, I'm the first in my 
immediate family, I believe, to graduate with um, a bachelor's degree. Not the only, but the first. So as a first-generation college student um, who also entered college as a, a displaced youth, I was technically homeless when I graduated high school and uh, matriculated into college. And so as an individual who's had that experience, and I typically worked a full-time job, I never didn't work, but I typically worked a full-time job off campus and, ha and held a part-time job on campus or sometimes a part-time job off campus and a part-time job on campus. Um, I still had to take out additional student loans on top of my Pell Grant to cover additional expenses. I still took out personal loans to make life bearable um, and to make it so that I was not so stressed out that I could not um, obtain my degree. And so with all of that being said, it is my experience and the experience of most of my friends that we need to get this student loan shit taken care of. Well, there's only one thing in our way, and that's the Supreme Court right now. And so the Supreme Court is actually um, uh, deciding whether or not this action, this program that uh, Uncle JoJo instituted is going to be constitutional or not. Republican opponents say that it's unfair to individuals who've already paid off their student loans, yeah, whatever, um, and they don't like the idea um, of us using taxpayer dollars to uh, pay, quote, individuals' bills. Fact of the matter is, that the, a good portion of this these dollars will never get paid back anyway. So, forgiving some of that money does nothing um, to detriment the company or the United States, or our governmental system. And so uh, that's where we are right now. Um, my hope is that the Supreme Court will uh, decide in our favor, in the favor of the millennials who are overly educated and underemployed. Um, but if they don't, um, that's not the end all be all. Um, there are so many different ways and so many different programs that, that we can access these days to help us alleviate student loan debt. And so I'll be sharing some of those resources on um, my Instagram page. And so uh, for that information, just follow Black Tea, uh, the podcast on Instagram for those updates. And that was politics as usual. All right, all right, all right. So, this is an abbreviated episode. And I cannot do this how D does this. I'll be glad when we record next week. But I'm going to get into the social media streets. All right. Uh, so, right now, what we've got going on. Let's check Twitter. Let's go to Twitter. All right. So, this just in. Lotto was being weird as fuck at the Billboard Awards. So, after Dochi gets up, does her acceptance speech and... Dochi, um, Dochi's one of my faves, 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 by the way. Dochi gets up there, she accepts her her award, and she pays homage to all of the women who have won the award before. So she shouts out Nikki. I think she shouts out. Um, I want to say she shouted out Doja Cat. I want to say she shouted out. Um, I don't remember who all she shouted out, but it was it was very positive. It was cute. 
Um, and I appreciated it, and I think that the audience did too. So here come Lotto seven 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 Goofy self, and I think I like Lotto, but I think that she puts herself in a negative spotlight for no reason. Sometimes, sometimes I think that it's it's okay to just shut the fuck up, and I think that um, she has um, this disease where she has to just fucking be shady and sometimes when you do that it just does not pay and so uh, she hopped on stage or whatever right after Dochi and she just was really weird with her speech and she sh- tried to shout out every female rapper um, who had won the award but purposefully skips over Nicki Minaj and I'm honestly like I'm not a bar by any means I'm not into the whole like female rap battle stuff because I think that overall it's kind of goofy but I'm honestly over these women intentionally taking pot shots at one another um, on these large platforms. And so what you're doing is you're airing out your shit in front of all of these white people. And not that we should care about the white gays, um, but damn, can we display some harmony just once? And so that's my mindset behind it. I think that all of this shit is goofy and uh, it's super, super entertaining, though. I'll say that. And I, I just wish that we were in a different era in terms of music and in terms of competition. I do understand that that's how hip-hop has always been. Tupac is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Jay-Z is one of my favorite rappers of all time. Kanye West was one of my favorite musicians of all time. So I definitely understand the value of a, of a rap beef. I definitely understand the the authenticity that you display when you're a hip-hop artist. However... Um, it's these new and up, upcoming individuals who don't have to be in the mix in the way that they do um, that really kind of get at me. And, it, and it's the fact that everybody, everybody, all of the girls and the guys, too. Now, the men are starting to get into this to, to into the um, uh, supporting each other space, the black men a, a lot more in music. And I appreciate that. But what's happening is, is it's just coming off so fucking fake because everybody's like, ooh, woman in power mount, ooh, uh, buddy, buddy, ooh, let's support each other. And then y'all get on stage and y'all dog out another black person or another black woman or another black rapper. And it just does not make sense to me. So that's where I'm at with that. That's where I'm at with that. That's where I'm at with that. Um, I try not to even comment on any of that shit but you know gasta gasta all right what else is going on on twitter 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 oh oh oh, oh. Nicki minaj speaking of Nicki minaj right so Nicki minaj has just dropped um her new record uh red ruby the sleaze and i heard i heard um a good majority of the song i had to turn it off though because i had a i had a, a interview and so i'm going to listen to the song again and then i'm gonna come and give a a real review of how I feel about the record on the next episode. But I do think that I like it. Um, sh- the flow is sick, but I need to, I, y'all know, anybody who knows me know that I like, I really fuck with music heavy, heavy. So I want to go back and I want to decipher and I want to uh, dissect and I want to figure out what, what what's being said. And then I want to come back to you guys again. All right. So next up, you got my girl, Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. First of all, Chloe is doing a damn thing. I don't care what anybody says. 
um i love chloe bailey i love halle bailey uh, i'm just such a huge fan and i'm super excited for the jump that both of their careers um are starting to take as solo artists because they've already had such a great success and acclaim as a group and so i'm geeked about um all of that but chloe is releasing an album at the end of the month it's called in pieces um the aesthetic for this this album is like this red leathery kind of ethereal dominatrix kind of feel and I, I really like the imagery of it um it's strong it's powerful it's feminist it's sexy um it's all of those things and so i really 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 can't wait to see um, more of her visuals she released two singles she released prayed away um which is one of my favorite tracks of hers so far um i just feel like it's kind of a far cry away from the have mercy chloe and i think that um she's trying to show her range and i appreciate that i just don't know how i feel about it. right now because the full the full album isn't out which is going to be 14 tracks i don't see the story being told but we'll see we'll see um one thing i will say about chloe bailey is that she's an amazing producer vocalist and an all-around performer. i think she's dope and i can't wait to see her when she comes to dallas um all right so she also released how does it feel and how does it feel um is the track with chris brown people have a lot to say about the collabs that she does i think that she um is uh, Yeah, people typically have a lot to say about the collabs that Chloe Bailey will do, but I think that she is an artist who maybe doesn't care so much about what other people have to say about artists, and I think that she works with people that she she likes, and she works with artists that she likes, and um, I think that, that she's following a particular formula, um, and I think that that formula historically has worked. Um, I'm thinking about her jumping on as many features as she did. Not, I, I wish she would come a little bit harder on her features, some of them, because um, I feel like her her tracks are always much sweeter, much nicer, much tighter um, in terms of her 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 lyrics. And so I wish that she would clean up a little bit there. But outside of that, man, I'm super super excited for um, Chloe Bailey. I'm a huge fucking Chloe Bailey fan. Everybody knows that all the way back to um ungodly hour all the way back to the youtube videos all the way back to um you know shit all the way back goddamn me i i love chloe and hallie and so um that's another thing that's been on my on my timeline and then uh what else was it oh sex shaming so you guys there'll be a separate episode about why i'm no longer an educator teacher bay had to go teacher bye um <laughs> Because I, I just, I really struggled persisting in an environment that was not culturally um, competent. And I also struggled with being in an environment where um, I didn't feel heard or respected as a black gay man. But back to uh, Chloe Bailey. I think she's an, an artist who works with who she wants to work, work with and doesn't really care about what other people might have to say. Um... And like I said, I think it's a formula that she's following, um, and I think it, it, it'll work. <sighs> but, y'all, I'm so, I feel so free um, not being beholden to the 
um, expectations of being a teacher. I can be a little bit more honest now. And not that I was dishonest before, but I always would bite my tongue or not really go there, especially on my show, because I was confident that I had students who found my show. And so I didn't want to be too raunchy. I didn't want to tell it like it is too much because I always wanted to present information in a palatable way, um, just in case a student found my um, episode. And now I don't give a fuck (laughs) about that. (laughs) Um, I do still care about those students very much, um, but I don't feel responsible um, to being a role model. So, yeah, there's another, there's a, a level of freedom that's come along with this, even though the situation is quite fucked up. Um, but there's a level of freedom that's come along with me deciding to walk away from education and teacher bay being teacher by. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we are. And so that was uh, Social Media Streets. I don't know how we got into my business. That's why I need a co-host to keep me on fucking track. Um, But that was uh, Social Media Streets. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap the episode with our positive note. And you guys, the positive note. Who do I sound like? And you guys, the positive note for this episode simply is to be your authentic self. Motherfuckers throw around the word authentic like they throwing around fucking uh, chime accounts god damn it just be your authentic self people throw around the word authentic like it ain't nobody's business and then they turn out to be taco bell mexican food okay not authentic um it's not sure responsibility to be liked it's not your job to make people like you. It's not your job to um, make people feel comfortable. It's not your job to do anything but exist in your reality. Okay? I didn't say in reality. I, I really, really want people to understand how committed to having a happy life that I am and how committed I am to imparting that on you guys. Have a happy life. And you can only achieve a happy life by being yourself. Stop trying to people, please. Stop trying to say the shit nicely after you didn't already said it three times. Sometimes it's okay for a motherfucker to fuck around and find out. Okay? So, that was the positive note for this episode. Just be yourself, man. It's uh, It's too crowded out here you to be anybody else all right y'all go in peace keep it black keep it cute keep it i don't know why i just said that that's a weak ass sign off and i'm never gonna post it <laughs> all right that was another episode of black Tea the podcast yeah.